I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey! Uh-huh. What's up? What's the word? Uh-huh. You know, it's your boy Cody Madkill with another episode here on What's the Word. I'm back and I'm full of fact. Here in DTLI Studios, and I have none other than Kendra J in the studio <laughs> with me. Yes, yeah. I'm in here. Yeah, I'm trying to work on them transitions, man. I'm getting back to this. I'm uh, back. So, Kendra J, for my audience, you know, well, first of all, thank you for coming to Chicago. Of course, like, thank you for are you, me. are you enjoying Chicago so I far? I love it. Yeah, I heard I came at a bad time. I heard I'm supposed to come when it's like Cheyenne season. Someone told me Miami was a thing, and ever since then, I'm trying to come back already. Who to- I ain't never heard of Cheyenne. Who told you about Cheyenne? Oh, I'm not going to name drop. I'm not going to do that to them. No. Just some folks I was with last night told me that, you know, in the summer, it's like Miami out here, that y'all call it like Cheyenne. I've never heard of that term, but I'm about to adapt that term. I well, know. I just taught you something new about your Yeah, you got it. Okay. <laughs> we just we just so we just so used to like summertime shop being a thing, but I like okay. that Cheyenne because I, hands down, Chicago's probably in the summertime. I think Chicago's probably the best city. Well, I'll be back yeah. to experience it. Okay. <laughs> so, since you've been here, what some of the things have you experienced? Um, to be honest, I'm a work bunny, so I've just been working mostly. Last night we stepped out. Um, I can't tell you the name of the place that we went, but we went out. We had a good time, heard some music, sipped on something. It was a cool vibe. Everybody out here is really cool. Like, mm. Just good energy, cool who, energy. Who was the chaperone for the last night's party? Um, last night I was with Tone. Oh, shout out to Big Bro Tone Yeah, Capone. shout out to Tone Capone. So y'all was on y'all living the Hennessy life. <laughs> we sure were. Yep. Tone, you listen to man. I'm giving you promo, man. I need a bottle <laughs> up here, man. <laughs> no, nah, that's my big brother. That's like, a, that's like a mentor to me. That's my big brother. Yeah, good people. Yeah. All right. So, so for the people that might not be familiar with you, mm-hmm. like describe Kendra J in three words. Ooh. Sweet but street. Are we counting butters a word? Are we counting butters a word? We are. That's my slogan. Kendra J, Sweet Bush Street. Okay. That's what we, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm well-rounded. I'm versatile. I wear many hats. Three words is you limited me. You limited me 
I'm limiting you. You're limiting me. Yeah, you're boxing me in. You're giving me three words. All right, so I ain't going to box you in. So then explain to us who like, who you are. Okay, like, I'm from Sacramento, California. There we go. I'm from Sacramento, California, born and raised. I moved to L.A. right after high school um, to chase the dream, as okay. many would say. Uh, it was a rough journey. I moved out there. I thought I was going to get out there and get popping real quick. Um, but I have a dance background. So for those, like you said, your audience that don't know me, that maybe are now discovering me from this interview or I've heard Seesaw. Um, I come from a dance background. So a lot of y'all maybe have seen me on stage behind some of your favorite artists. And now you're just discovering me as my own artist. I toured with Beyonce. I toured with Drake. Um, I touched the stages of some really amazing artists before transitioning to music. So that's like my background. That's led me here. Um, I choreographed for Chloe and Halle, duet music video. I worked with Sweetie. Like, I have a pretty extensive resume on the other side of things. So now I'm just transitioning to, you know, shine this light of mine as big as I can. Okay. So we got a lot of stuff to unpack. <laughs> see? See how you try to say describe me in three words? I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But now you, you challenge me. So now I got to come up with those three words so that next time somebody asks me that, I got it. No, the only reason why I, I, I hit you with Devin right off the bat because, you know, you, a lot of these interviews with new artists, they, they, they try not to talk. Mm, mm. I like to talk, so that's not a problem here. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get you talking. So yeah. I've done my research on you, so I do know you. A, I know you a dancer. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, I know that you were the uh, youngest. Your first tour was with Beyonce, right? Yeah, first the time Foundation ever tour. Yeah, and you were the youngest person on that tour. Yeah. So how did that come about? So, like I said, I moved out there. The first three years were really crazy because I thought I was going to get out there and book a job right away, and mm -hmm. I didn't. So, you know, it was like the, the work grind, work to pay the bills, but don't have enough to invest in your craft kind of phase I was in where I was working at restaurants, I was teaching dance, but I knew that I could, you know, be on stage with people. I just, just was going to take the right person to give me the opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, a few months before I auditioned for the tour, I was dropped by my dance agent. So technically, when I showed up to the audition, I wasn't invited. You're not, it's not recommended that you do that. It's never recommended that you do that. Um, but I believed in myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to show up. I'm going to show out. Like this, I just felt it. Like mm -hmm. I was like, this is for me. So I crashed the audition. Um, I'll never forget, uh, Anthony Burrell was the one who, like, gave me my callback. That's what we call it in dance. It's like, thank you, please stay. And he was like, please stay. Who's your agent? And when I told him I was dropped, he was like, yeah, they're stupid. Like, we'll see your callbacks. I'll never forget that moment because it was a pat on the back for me. You know, after, like, three crazy years, it was like, all right, I'm in the room with Beyonce. And her people just said I get to stay at callbacks. I wasn't even supposed to be here, but bet, you know. Locked in. It was like two weeks of callbacks, and then. Got the call. They were like, pack your bags. You're going on the road. And it was a world tour. I was the youngest of 19 girls. It was my first big professional job. So at that point, I was like, all right, this is about to be pretty big. Like, I knew I was coming out here to chase my dreams. But for this to be where I'm starting, like, I got to think bigger than dance, like, early. So I always anticipated being here in these shoes. But I didn't know at what point I was going to, you know, follow. Fall, it was going to all fall into place. Seemed like that was just a divine plan from God to get you on that. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I feel that. That's what I feel like. I'm just like here to follow the path that's been laid out in front of me. Okay, so we gonna let you. We're not gonna let you skip over because I, <laughs> I, I gotta get some. I gotta get some juice. I gotta get, because they say Beyonce is like one of the hardest working individuals in entertainment. No uh, doubt. Um, so you being new, this is your like first major tour, mm -hmm. and you're young, like. What were some of the challenges of being, like, working with her? 
Yeah, um, I think really it was just being present. Like, there was so many layers to that experience. One, it was my first job. Two, it was with Beyonce. Three, you add, you know, women. We we emotional, we dramatic. It's 19 women that you pretty much living with on the road from tour bus to plane, you know, so it's a lot of different energies you're experiencing. Um, and then just that caliber, like, Beyonce does stadium tours. It's not, you're not in an arena. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot at me at one time. It really, like, bred this, like, beast to just be able to like get thrown into something and have to figure it out and like perform in the utmost way was definitely like something I took from that but like you said is whether you work with her or you don't you know she her work ethic is crazy we see what she does we see what she you know has put into what she has built for herself so the work ethic part is definitely like undoubtedly something I took she's the first one there she's the last one to leave like she's gracious she's humble she's everything you would imagine for real but She's the hardest working one, so you have n- you either like rise up or get kicked out. <laughs> I'm glad you just said that because I be it's this is one individual I tell that to all the time. Like you gotta put in that work. You're yeah. gonna rise up or you're gonna get left. Yeah. I ain't gonna say no names, but yeah, she no. know who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's all that matters. <laughs> but I love her though. That's one of my one of my favorite people. Yeah. Um. So doing that whole uh, experience, mm-hmm. uh, was it any time where you just felt like yo you didn't belong or you would you would dis- you felt discouraged like you wanted for to quit? For sure, for sure, because there's a lot of pressure on me. So I'm with a lot of women who have worked with her before. Mm-hmm. The camp knows them. She knows them. You know, so I'm coming in as this new girl, this young girl that they gave this opportunity to, and it's like the pressure was definitely on. You know, but um, I feel like it like taught me a lot about my character and um, really made me, like, have to lock in and understand, like, my power and, like, really lock in with that. Like, sometimes you just got to block out all the extra and just remember, like, you know, how hard I worked to get there. One, you know, my family looking at me, watching what I'm doing. So it's like I just had a lot of people to please, but above all else, it was myself. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I can't, let, I can't fumble this one. And, I, and I, I'm safe to say I didn't fumble it because I then went on to – Dance with her for Coachella. So that was years later. So I did the tour, and then two years later, I got asked to perform at Beachella, which was like months of preparation. So I, I, I think I did my thing. I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> no, you did exactly what you did. So that, yeah. cause, that, cause that's leading into me. Cause um, one reason why I kind of really want to touch on a dance career before we get into the music is yeah. because I feel like dance is like I have friends that dance, and I feel like that's like one of the hardest things. Yeah. You know? And then you like you dance with the elite. Yeah. Like Beyonce is the elite. Yeah, top dog. Like yeah. so like what type of um what type of tips would you give like young dancers or just young creatives like that's trying to follow that dream when they trying to be with the elite? Yeah. Um something I've been saying, which um don't quote me, but I, I think Nip said this. Um it's not on you, it's in you. Mm-hmm. And so when I really was able to realize, like, okay, I could learn these steps, I could put this fit on, I could, you know, all the external things that we feel, like, make us and build us up to, like, be ready or be prepared or, like, be it, it's like, when you just erase all that, you just look inside, you dig deep, you realize, like, anything you want is really all, like, mental. (laughs) So um, for anyone young, hungry, whether it be dance, whatever, it's, like, really just locking in with yourself and understanding, like, when you master your mind and you understand your power as an individual, you could really, like, do anything. Like, that's the only way that I know that I'm here now. 
because I work daily at like reading, meditating, just like daily affirmations. We live in a world where it's like a lot of distractions. It's a lot of people telling you you can't do it. And a lot of these things I'm talking about sound cliche. They sound corny. We hear them. We hear them all the time. But it's like when you really practice them and discipline yourself enough to like get right with yourself and put this like mental armor on, you could really like conquer the world for real. <laughs> oh. Oh, now yeah. these these answers ain't for her, sis, because you you you, you throwing these out too cold for me. Like they Man, really on that real smooth. I can't fake it. The only thing I pride myself on is just being myself. Okay. Yeah. So this is who I am. I have a dad who's a motivational speaker. Oh, well you so I came up like being bred for it, but I could easily be like not applying what he what he taught me, you know, which I didn't for a long time. Like it took me now being an adult to be like, nah, this stuff he was telling me when I was young that I thought was just because I'm his daughter has really bred me to be where I am now. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, don't try me like that. No. Nah, like I came in here with rehearsed answers. No, nah, no, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just talking. See, see if we're going, if we're going, if we're going to, uh, see, I like to get authentic interviews. I like to have, like, authentic energy. So For if we're going to have a conversation, we're going to have a conversation. And within conversation, we're going to talk a little shit. For sure. You know what I mean? Shit. You know you what I'm saying? We're going to crack I'm jokes. Talk mine back. Right. And that's <laughs> how, when you say, in the beginning, we said, like, the audience that don't know you, yeah. like, we can always do fan questions, but the best way to get to know you by you saying real shit. Yeah. For so sure. I'm always saying real shit. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm loving these answers because yeah. what I'm getting is real shit. A lot, yeah. of sh- a lot of these things people are actually going to use. Like, I love the sound bites that I'm getting. Thank you. But I'm catching a pattern right here. Like, mm-hmm. for the, what I'm going to move on for the next thing. And once I ask these questions, I'm going to all close it out. And I'm gonna, it's all making sense to me just by everything you're saying. Okay. So, <laughs> next question, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think... For me, I think the first time I seen you is with Sweetie and like on a live, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, the slumber party live. Yeah, yeah. So, um, come to find out, y'all were roommates, right? Yeah. So, and then now your homegirl is a roommate. Mm-hmm. Y'all roommates. How did uh, like that relationship come about? Like, y'all knew each other since, like, kids, was, like, college roommates, was, like, we in the industry working together? Like, how's that work? Yeah, so um, we actually met in high school. We didn't go to the same high school, but mm-hmm. I was dating someone at the time that went to her high school, and I showed up to, like, go to a basketball game or something, and I showed up by myself. I didn't bring no friends, and there was, like, some girls that was kind of, like, trying to mess with me. You know, I wasn't from that school, and my boyfriend was, like, at the time, like, yo, sit with her, like, and, you know, Diamante was her name, and she just, like, looked out, and he was like, she run the school, like, she got you, like, don't trip, and she yeah, was just, juice. it was just, like, pretty girl showing pretty love, like, you know, we just was like, okay, girl, I got you, I don't know you, but I got you, and she was just always, like, we just always connected, like, mm-hmm. we did, but we, we didn't, like, build a friendship then, it was just, like, cool, we knew each other, like, IG, MySpace, whatever it was at the time, and then uh, we both moved to SoCal, she was going to USC, uh, she was at San Diego first, excuse me. And then we just, like, over the summer, it was just, like, some, like, yo, you want to go to this club? We would link up in L.A. and go out. And we just got real cool. We spent, like, 2014, 2015 summers together. We still talk about those summers to this day. They were just crazy memories. And then 2017, we moved in together. We mm. was just, like, she had just graduated. I was ready to move. And, you know, we just both was responsible. Like, we, you can't just live with anybody, especially as a female. So we moved in um, 2017 when her career started popping off. She was doing those car freestyles. Her career started popping off. And then I left to tour with Drake. Mm-hmm. So when I came back from tour with Drake, 
um, I was like, all right, I've danced with all these artists. Like, we became really, really close. I got to touch stage with you. I got to perform with you. I got to at least share that experience with you, like my homegirl. So we did that. And then um, just, like, been tight ever since. Like, been through some crazy, you know, ups and downs of life together. Um, and then she, but she knew that I wanted to do music. Like, we both, like, supported each other on the low. You know, she was doing her freestyles when she was in college. And I was actually recording when I first moved to L.A. So despite that I didn't pursue music initially, like, everyone who knew me knew, like, all right, like, when it's all said and done, like, if the shoe fits, you're going to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So she just happened to hear Seesaw one day. She pulled up. I had just done the record. And she pulled up, and I was playing it. And she was just like, bro, this slap. You know, she's from the, she claimed the Bay and Sac. She was raised in both areas. So this slap, like, I got to hear it in the car. And I'm like, okay. Sent it to her, but nowhere was I thinking a feet. Like, it wasn't like, send this to me, let me, like, fuck with it. It was just like, I just want to hear it in the car. FaceTimed me a few weeks later and was playing it in the studio, and her verse came on, and I was like, what? Like, I never, I never expected that. I never wanted to ask. I have a lot of successful friends in the industry, music specifically, and I never wanted to ask for any handouts. Like, no cosigns, no, it was just like, if you do it off the strength, like, cool. But if not, like, I'm going to get mine just like they had to get there. So shout out to the Icy Girl for, like, jumping on the record and showing, like, love the way a real, real friend would. I think we need more of that, women supporting women in the industry. It's different with men, you know? Men, y'all get on records with y'all uncles and cousins, and everyone supports each other. But with women, there's this, like, stigma that there's, like, can only be one. It's like this competitive. So? For sure. It's know. like, who's who's better, Rihanna or Beyonce? It's like, why can't they both be great in their own way? Like, with black women specifically, we, we deal with that. You know, it's like, can we, I get, we, I'm going on a tangent. Can, now, I, get, can I get you pushed back on that, yeah, though? So, yeah. you're on the conversation? Can I get yeah, you pushed yeah, back yeah. on that? All right, so that's hip-hop culture, though. For sure. So, that's not, I don't think it's like a, a men and women thing. Like, we do that with everything in hip-hop culture. We're mm -hmm. going to say uh, LeBron uh, or Jordan. True. Or Who did it better? Yeah, yeah that's that's I just the it. culture. Like Jay Z or Nas. Like you gotta you gotta choose. So for sure. I think um I don't think we I'm I can just, respect that. That's I don't real. I don't want to say that's the wrong real. thing, but I just like I don't think you can exempt women from that. It's like if okay. you in the culture, you're gonna it's a competitive thing. For sure. But it's love it should always be love though. For sure. It, should be, it should be competitive sure. but it should be love. Yeah. I'm gonna put it there yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I well, agree with that. But um, I wanted to. I'm really what I wanted you to do is tell those stories and like connect it for the audience because mm -hmm. what I'm feeling about your journey is is that God has put you all in the right places to learn from. I want to say like goaded and vet people like how you say your father was a motivational speaker. Yeah, it's kind of prepared you to be in these interviews. You know, for you know sure, to be able to say what you need to say to get those right sound bites to get the energy. For sure, you danced. For fucking Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like artist development without right. artist development. It's yeah. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Sweetie, one of the top uh, female acts in the game. It's like yeah. you're around all these things. And it's like, now it's your time. I feel like that transition is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I and I so. see it. I see <laughs> I it. So. And I see it. Like, even how you say, like, you came in here, you're a workaholic. Like, you came in, you doing, you putting in the work to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are some advice? Because... You, would you give to younger artists that feel like shit should be easy and be handed to them? Yeah, it's so crazy because, well, thank you for, you know, the compliments. But, mm. and like, I feel like everyone I talk to or I come in contact with now on this journey is, like, her work ethic. Like, that's a compliment that people give me, and it kind of throws me off because I'm like, 
this is what I want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, when you want something, you don't just, I've never been handed anything. So mm-hmm. it's like, the grind is like kind of all I know. My dad used to say, like, he'd break it up into three parts. He'd be like, the dream, the struggle, the victory. Mm-hmm. So like at every new level that I'm like chasing, it's like, all right, this is the dream. I map it out. I figure out what it looks like, what it's gonna feel like, what I want it to feel like. And then I know like before I get to the victory part, the struggle in between is gonna be on me. It's like, how do I handle it? How bad do I want it? Like, what am I willing to sacrifice? So, I mean, that's a tough one for me. Cause it's like, I feel like you get what you give. So to anyone that's out here expecting to just be handed anything, that's just not real life. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people that come across luck or whatever you call it, that just right place, right time, like you said. But for the most part, everyone I know that has been successful has a story and had that struggle phase. So it's like you almost have to anticipate it and you almost have to like be present and like find gratitude in it because it really like without that part, you can't even appreciate the win. You know, like I look at my journey now and it's like, all right, if my agents wouldn't have dropped me before I booked that Beyonce tour, I don't even know that I would have hustled the way that I was hustling. Like, sometimes it takes the struggle to really, like, get you to the other side where you can get that crazy success. Like, without it, sometimes that don't come. You know what I'm saying? You just remain stagnant. So sometimes, and even now, like, I know I'm going to experience those what feel like failures again, but in those moments, I'm going to be able to look back on the fail, what felt like failure moments I had prior to this and be like, all right, well, all I did was buckle down, go hard, figure out what I needed to do different, make some changes. And then on the other side of that was crazy success. So it's like just kind of like being mindful of like we only get one of these. So like everything that happens is for a reason, you know, like not taking the L's, but like really applying the lessons to life. So you like learning on the way to wherever you're headed. For me, I'm trying to get to the top. Man, that was <laughs> for my soul, right? That <laughs> I feel like you just gave me, gave me some energy for the day. For real, it's real, though. Like, I know it's crazy because, like, it be feeling like, okay, yeah, it sounds good. But it's like even I've been going back and watching some of my interviews just to make sure that, like, I feel it, you mm-hmm. know, because I really believe, like, what I'm talking about. And I'm my life is literally, like, a testimony of what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not just running my mouth this has really been like how my path has unfolded mm-hmm. feel me nah i feel you i'm gonna <laughs> get some dap on there you, kept, you, you killing it man <laughs> hey Def jam y'all got y'all one hey, i like this uh, i like that no <laughs> like uh shit interviews is mo- it's key because most times people become fan of you based off your interviews and i'm pretty yeah. sure if you're gaining a lot of fans you're doing even yeah, radio runs so. because you're killing this shit I hope so. um Oh, you spoke on something earlier when you say uh, just women and what women go through in this mm-hmm. industry. Uh, let me ask you this question. Do you feel like by you being an attractive woman in this game, do you feel like people look at that more than they look at take your talent seriously? Do you ever run into sh- situations like that? For sure. I mean, I think we do live in an, in a society where it's like, oh, she just on because she pretty, or she just, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's human nature to think that. But um, the reason I don't feel like I let that, like, affect me is because when they hear my story, it makes sense. It's like, oh, like, she may be this or she may be that, but, like, dang, she really, like, put in work to get to where she is, you know? So I try not to let those, like, outside everybody whether you're doing good or bad it's like someone's gonna have something to say so I'm trying to train myself early because I know it gets harder as you get bigger 
like we're just balancing like do I like stoop down to that level and like say something or do I just like be the bigger person I'm trying to practice that now because it already is happening you know it's like so and so put you on or this like that was one of the reasons why it took me a second to lock in if I'm being all the way real was mm -hmm. like I was afraid of that for a while like well I did this and that with this person so they're gonna think that I'm just doing it because of whatever and I had to, like I said, like drown that out and really be like, okay, so if I don't go for this 10 years from now, am I going to look back and be like, damn, what would have happened if I just didn't give a fuck about what anyone had to say and did what I wanted to do and see what would have seen what happened? Because um, like this can't, I feel like the way things have happened for me, you can't force it. So it's like certain destiny is just like what it is. I remember when Drake dropped that certain destiny video. You remember that mm -hmm. thing he dropped when he got dec uh, artist of the decade? Mm -hmm. And I resonated with that so much. Like he'll never be this. He's just a corny this or a corny. If you go back and listen to those sound bites, like that hits because stuff like that, you can't, that can't be forced. You know, he rightfully earned that. Like that was in his path to be where he is. So yeah, I try not to worry about it too much, but to bring it home, definitely. I mean, it's like the pretty card always gets played first. Okay. <laughs> now, now on the flip side of that, that, that pretty card, mm -hmm. um, we live in a, we live in a time where, uh, was you know, uh, a lot of uh, men in position of power uh, try to take advantage of women. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever been in a situation where, well, like I said once again, like. Once again, like, yo, we just, you, I see you trying to rap shorty. I see you trying to make yeah. music shorty. I see you doing dance, but I really just want you for how you look. For sure. Like, have you ever been in those situations? If so, um, what advice can you give to, like, other artists or just other women that's coming up in this industry to how to avoid those yeah. situations? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say it can be avoided. Unfortunately, like, you can't really avoid that. Um, but I have definitely experienced that early on, you know, where it's like, yo, I believe in you, I this, like, let's grab dinner, let's chop it up about the EP, and then it turns into, like, oh, like, bro, like, you know, like, don't, you too close, or, like, you, you mm -hmm. know, and you feel it, but, like, I mean, I'm super fortunate because, like I said, I have a dad who's, like, put me on games and too early. Like, I used to be like, dad, I'm not trying to hear that, but he'd be like, I gotta let you know if homeboy come at you like this, like, this is what he, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I, I'm fortunate to have had that, but to, to those that may not, I would say, I think as a female artist, it's like, just don't do anything by yourself. I think that's important. Like, even when I didn't have a manager, it's like, if I'm gonna go to the studio, I'm gonna bring my homegirl with me. Mm -hmm. Try to have someone with you at all times, because that just makes it, you have an easy out, you know? And I'm not even saying, like, I've experienced anything crazy like that. Nothing. But just when you can feel that it's not on the up and up, and if I was with it, you would be with it. Like, that type of energy. Sometimes just having people around can help that. But um, also just, like, I feel like people can feel it. Like, there's certain men that I'm sure when I'm in the room would love to make a pass. But, like, the way I carry myself, it's like, bro, I'm here to work. So, like, either we working, and we could be friends, but I'm not, like, really here for the extra. Like, I feel like even when people try it, like, it don't get far because, like, I'm just very, like, about my business and, like, my energy, my aura, I, at least from what I've been told, like, projects that. So even sometimes if you got to just put on to make it seem like, you know, like, don't play with me. And sometimes it just come with how you come in the room. Because they can feel when it's like, I just need a record or I just need a beat. Like, because there are, you know, some women 
to each his own, but that's just never how I've like gone about my business. Respect that, and I respect that answer. Ladies, if you listening, man, please like take that advice, man. Make sure y'all go into these studios with somebody, yeah, and be about business, cause that's a, as a man, I can know a lot of men in this industry try to blur lines and try For to sure. use that as a finesse tool. Yeah, but they respect you when you don't. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. like it's almost expected to to be like, okay, whatever, whatever it takes. That's expected. So when you're not like that, it's like, okay, like Shorty's about her business. I respect it. And if they don't, then you wasn't supposed to be working with them anyways. The COVID-19 vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds contains one-third of the adult dose. I guess um, bringing this home, mm -hmm. I got a few things I got I to gotta ask now. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, you got this line in a seesaw record with Sweetie. Mm -hmm. When you tell the girls, like, hit the gym, get your waist right, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like... You can still see the ass with the jeans on. Yeah, yeah, like, so why is it that, and this is just me, we're talking about this from a man's perspective, yeah. why is it that every time after the breakup, y'all want to just, y'all feel like y'all just got to go get extremely extra sexy? Why <laughs> Why y'all don't do that inside the relationship? Well, we do do it inside of the relationship. I mean, I can't speak for all women, but I mean, I know plenty of women that's, fine and fit and on their shit with the within the relationship but then like y'all gotta understand women are wired differently so when some shit goes left that could really like the most confident woman in the world i speak for myself like some of my friends my family that like you know seesaw came out a very vulnerable moment in my life okay, okay? so to experience what i experienced was like what you like, you know, it's like, I can't believe you went through that. And it's like, shit, me either. But I did. And if I'm being real, it will it will fuck with your confidence. Certain, certain When you really, like, genuinely have, like, love and trust for a person and they like do cheat. something to betray. We could say cheat. We could say, we could, yeah, we could say cheat. I mean, my situation was complicated. That's why I just put it in the music. Um, <laughs> I don't really talk about it on the mic outside <laughs> of the studio. But let's say cheat for an example. I'm not saying that was my situation, but yeah, that that will mess with your confidence. That will have you feeling like another woman, whether whether it was looks, whether it was intimacy, whether whatever it was that had y'all have a moment, it, it will make it the most confident woman in the world lose a little confidence. So mm -hmm. sometimes you just get in the gym a little bit more. You 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 find things that's like, okay, I don't like how I'm feeling, but I can't rely on him to make me feel better. So I'm going to get in the gym and get the waist on slim, make sure you can still see my ass when my jeans are on because it's going to make me feel confident. It's going to make me feel better. It's not let me eat and, and be out of shape because I'm happy and I'm in love. Yeah. But when well, when I lose my nigga, I'm going to get right. It's not that. That's not where the line was coming Okay, because I was going to say, because y'all do do that <laughs> shit. Like, they do. That they happy do. They way, do like women. that breakup body. Like yeah, that. no. But but for, for, you know, to speak, I mean, it was just a, it was a bar for the record, one. But two, it was also real. Like, it's, it, every woman goes through that. What is that? I'm about to get fine. Like, girls do do that. But in that case, it's more so just about feeling good. Like, okay. if shit don't feel good, you got to figure out how to feel good. Sometimes getting in the gym and just getting your waist a little smaller make you feel like, no, nah, see, look, <laughs> don't do that to me. I'm, I'm, I'll be vulnerable too. I'm, I'm a cancer. So don't, don't leave me and get, get better. I don't I like that. You. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That was a good question. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, and then you know, dating. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, 
2021 is, is I feel like everybody's like weird about dating. Weird. It's yeah. everything's weird about dating. Mm. How do you approach dating? I've never been good at dating. First off, I'm like I'm very picky, um, which I guess most women say that I'm very picky, but <clears throat> I'm picky with my energy. Like I'm picky with who I let into my space. Like I'm talking to you about how hard I've worked to like train my brain to like get to where I'm at and I feel like sometimes when I get in a certain position where I'm too vulnerable or I'm too emotional like that can easily become a distraction so um it's got to be the right person it's got to be someone that like understands where I'm at and like you know I'm going to be in rooms with men sometimes at two in the morning writing records about fuck niggas like it's like it's just it's going to take a really confident person for me personally um I don't really understand why 2021 made dating weird. I feel like it's because everyone is on their phone. Everything is, like, not in person. So, and I'm super big on that. Like, this, we couldn't have connected like this over Zoom, a Zoom interview. That's why I'm doing. It's (laughs) different when it's in person. Like, you got to feel a person's energy. So, I don't know. I think um, a lot of people try to force the dating thing. Like, force love, like, me just want something so bad you like force it but for me it's just like i feel like the most amazing people have come into my life when i wasn't looking for it facts like when i was just like i'm just gonna focus i'm gonna just figure you know like mm-hmm. buckle down get in the studio do this do that and then it's like you wake up and you're like oh wow like you're dope like hey what's up you know it's like shit just gotta come organic and i think we just live in a generation where everything is like so forced like this is facts. you know made up and done up and like surface where it's like if you just kick back and just like let shit come to you like that's that the some of the most beautiful relationships that i've heard of or seen or witnessed have been like we wasn't even looking we was she was here and i was there and we you know it's like that's how i want my my shit to be at least you know what i'm taking this one sound bite that you just made <laughs> and for every girl i ever date moving forward i'm like look you gonna see, play it like look you see this like <laughs> Why are you forcing it? We right. chill, kick back, kicking the, the, oh, the energy. Oh, no, you going to try to use it. <laughs> no, listen. This is my analogy, right? Okay. If the energy is there, if I'm mm-hmm. kicking it, we dating, whatever we doing, right? If everything is going good mm-hmm. and the energy is there, why would I need something else? Right. So you focusing on what are we, what's the plans going to be next month? Nah, like, let's, let's but, do us. But I have to call you on that, rightfully so, because... I feel like there's a thin line that men walk with that, where it's like, we kicking it, we cool, you know what it is, I'm not looking for nothing else, but it's like, what is it about being like, yo, like, it's just me and you, let's do this, that scared, like, that makes men, like, what is, that's a commitment thing, to me, because if it is, we kicking it and the energy's good and I don't want nobody else, then why can't we lock it down? Okay, you're correct, Right. But when you got, like, the first few months of us knowing each other, mm-hmm. that should just be us kicking it, getting to know each other, vibing, okay. figuring each other out. Okay. If I'm with you for, if, I'm, if we doing that for 10 months to over a year, mm-hmm. then we can start, okay. yo, I want to be exclusive with you. Okay. Let's have that conversation. Let's clear the grass conversation. So but time is important to you. Time is important because I, I feel like you need seasons to get to know somebody. I agree with that. You know what I mean? I agree. I, it's like I, I straddle the lines. It's like I agree with it, but also... I feel like sometimes if you know, you just know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are situations where it's like, yo, we met and we this, and after three months, we da 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 da. It's like, it just depends on, I think that has to do with like how much of the wall you let down. Like, when you let a person in 
for real, for real. And you not, you know, it takes time. We feel like it takes time because it's like month one. Okay, I took this mask off. Month two, I took this mask off. When I was six months in, now you see me turn up. You see me custom. Like it's layers to it because we we all walk around like guarded. But if we all was just like, this is what it is up front. This is who I am. Like you gonna get a little of this. You gonna get a little of that. I think I think the time thing will be different. I think it would be more off just feeling. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> I'm going to actually delete that part out, though. <laughs> <laughs> that part don't help you out. It don't help you out at all. No, that's facts, though. You're right. Now I got to yeah. go back and heal and start letting some yeah, of these walls. Yeah, we all have trauma. Let these walls that's down. That's why we walk around like that. Let these walls down. Maybe I have a girlfriend, but I'll let people in. Okay, next time <laughs> I come back, you're going to be like, look, you left and I had locked it down. Oh, man. <laughs> they didn't got Cody Max uh, tied up. Um... No, I think this is a, a very good uh, starter interview. Like, I'm very interested to just follow you for the rest of your career and see Thank what you got you. going on. You got my support here in the right. You know what I mean? So Thank you. We're going to make sure you good out here. Chicago's a tough one to crack. I was nervous coming out here. I'm like, everybody told me, like, Chicago ain't no joke. I'm like, well, I'm going to be myself. They either going to love me or hate me, but it is what it is. And so far, like, everybody's been, it's just been this. Just solid, good energy and, like, people receiving me well. So I appreciate that. As a new artist, you know, my record is doing pretty amazing. So to everyone that's been showing love to Seesaw, like, thank you so much. And I'm working hard to make sure that everything coming after it is bigger and better. Man, she do that shit so perfectly. (laughs) I swear you do. (laughs) All right, so last question. Um, Every time I interview somebody for the first time, I always ask this question. What is that moment you're looking for when you know, like, yo, Kendra J made it? Like, I made it. Like, what's that moment? Ooh. Kendra J made it. I feel like there's like, when I look at like my five to ten year plan, there's like checkpoints of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the sake of where I'm at now, um, shoot, probably like a sold out. You know, being on my first tour, um, sold out show for real. Because mm-hmm. I pride myself on coming from an entertainment background. So I know I'm going to get up there and put on a show. And um, just that moment of, like, stepping onto the stage in which I've experienced countless times for other artists, but stepping on the stage and, like, seeing my name as the headline is, is going to be one of them big checkpoints. Like, yeah, like, I did this shit. And then so many more to come. So many other checkpoints beyond that. But, yeah, that first, like, sold-out show as – as Kendra J, the artist, that people have come to see me perform for Drake and Beyonce and Dua Lipa and like, but being touching that stage by myself is gonna be huge for me personally. I like that, bro. Yeah, I like that. Well, I appreciate you, Kendra J. Of course. Sliding through us, <laughs> sliding through here on us. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's your boy Cody Mack. This is what's the word. We in DTLI Studios with Kendra J, and we out. Yes, sir. Over 8 million children have already received the COVID-19 vaccine. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.